And why serve in heaven when you can rule in hell? And really, and why does God allow Satan to rule in hell? These are questions that I've heard a lot. And in fact, the why serve in heaven when you can rule in hell, I even asked myself before I became a Christian. And I want to apologize right up front because there's going to be a lot of scripture today, a lot more than even normal. But I want to make sure to to get this right biblically. I do have some personal things about it. Before I became a Christian, it was really a thought of mine. Heaven sounded really boring. You see the things on TV and there's storming of harps and everybody's sitting on clouds doing nothing where down in hell there's always a party. And to me, this is the biggest marketing message the devil ever created that hell is some great place to be at while heaven is so totally boring and it is not biblically accurate at all. In fact, it, it it does have such a grounding, though, that when I lived on the street, there, there there was a time where I was walking by this posh restaurant in downtown Seattle, and I'm looking in the window, and everybody was laughing, they were eating, they're having a great time, and I'm watching as this one person kind of throws a plate at, at a waiter, I guess the food wasn't right. And you, you could tell that he was not happy with it, wanted them to redo it and all that. And I rushed around to the back because that meant that that food was going to be thrown out. And that meant the possibility, the possibility of me having a meal that night. And when I saw it at first, I thought, wow, that must be what heaven is like. But it's not. Because I can guarantee you, most of the people in that restaurant really weren't happy. They were all drinking which means they were trying to drown their sorrows. So to me, that's more what what hell is like. And I'll get into that a little bit more later. And maybe that's not necessarily what hell was like, but they're trying to not think about how bad their lives were. And I, and I know that because when I got off the streets, I was still an alcoholic for a long time. And that was one of the main reasons why I drank is to not think about how bad my life was. My life wasn't bad, but the alcohol helped make me think it was. Anyway. Back to heaven and hell. I'm going to read some scripture because I want to make sure that we get a biblical view of what heaven is. And I read from the English Standard Version. You can read from whatever version you like. I like the English Standard Version because it seems to be a little bit more accurate than some of the other versions while still being readable. I don't think the King James Version personally is is very readable. Some people like it, and that's great. Read the version that works for you. In fact, if you're a beginning Christian, I highly recommend the message version. It's not exactly word-for-word accurate, but it does a really good job of conveying the message of the Bible, which is why they call it the message version. Anyway, okay, back to to the scripture on heaven. I'm going to start with 1 Peter 5.8. It says, Be sober-minded. Be watchful. Your adversary, the devil, prowls around like prowls around like a roaring lion, seeking someone to devour. Oh wait, redo that. Okay, not going to do that first. Instead, Matthew twenty five thirty four. Come, you who are blessed by my Father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. Now think about it. 
What kind of blessings do you have from God? I I know the blessings that God gives me, they give me joy. They give me peace. They give me feelings of just rightness in the world, or at least rightness inside of me. I won't say rightness in the world, but rightness inside of me. So if God's going to give me these feelings of joy and peace, how could heaven, which is supposed to be way better than this world, be boring? 2 Corinthians 11.4 says, And no wonder, for even Satan... Oh, stop that again? Okay, here we go. Revelation 21.1 Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth had passed away, and the sea was no more. And I saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. Now, what what do you think of when you hear bride? Well, party, cake, champagne. I mean, the, the greatest celebrations that we have are generally weddings. And now we're, and the Bible itself is saying the new Jerusalem is going to be like a bride, like a wedding. And it's going to be a wondrous time for all of us. And my last one for heaven, Revelation 21, 1, that I, Oh, I just did that one. Never mind. Redo. So think about it. The Bible tells us that heaven is going to be a place of joy, a place where we are blessed, a place a place of a bride and a wedding. So it doesn't sound like a boring place to me, which is why I don't go off of, no. So let's talk about hell for a little bit. And I'm going to, again, I'm going to use more Bible verses. My apologies, but I really want to give this biblically accurate. For those of you, this is the first episode that you, that you hear of mine. I try to be as biblically accurate as I can. So who rules in hell? You know, it says, why serve, I asked the question. I shouldn't say it doesn't say that. Why I asked the question, why serve in heaven when you can rule in hell? Why does God allow Satan to rule hell? Well, 1 Peter 5 8 says, be sober minded. Be watchful. Your adversary, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion, seeking someone to devour. Well, that tells me that Satan's not in hell. Satan's right here on earth. And 2 Corinthians eleven fourteen says, And no wonder, for even Satan disguises himself as an angel of light. Well, if he was in hell, he wouldn't need to disguise himself. He disguises himself to deceive us, which means he's right here on earth. He's not in hell. He's not a ruling hell at all. Well, if, if he's not ruling hell, who is? You know, is hell just a place of, of complete chaos? Well, Revelation 1 tells us, and this is when John had a vision of Jesus. And Jesus said, and Jesus said, I died. And behold, I am alive forever, and I have the keys of death and Hades, which means Jesus rules in hell. Now you might ask, how could Jesus rule in hell and allow people to go there? Let me Give me just a bit more, and I'm going to talk about that. So Satan doesn't rule in hell. Jesus does. And I th- personally, I believe that Jesus rules in hell to make sure that it doesn't get too bad. And maybe there's even a way for people to repent once they go to hell. I don't know. 
the Bible isn't real specific about that. Uh, and I'm not going to, so I'm not going to get into that because the Bible isn't. Let's talk about hell itself. Matthew 25, 41 says, depart from me, you cursed into the eternal fire prepared for the devil and his angels. That really got me. That means that hell was not originally a part of creation. Hell was added on later after Satan fell. So Satan and his followers fell from heaven after God created humans because they're so jealous of us because God loves us so much. They became very jealous about us. So they fell and they're trying to push us away from God. So God created hell for the devil and his followers, including the human followers. Romans 2.8 says, For those who are self-seeking and do not obey the truth, but obey unrighteousness, there will be wrath and fury. And that's what hell is going to be about. It's going to be about wrath and fury. There's other parts in the Bible where, where it talks about hell is going to be a, a torment and gnashing of teeth. Now think about it. Why would you gnash your teeth? The times that I would think about that I would do that were when I realized that a belief that I had was so completely and utterly wrong, and now there's nothing I can do about it. To me, I'd be gnashing my teeth then. They say that even if you're not a Christ follower, and uh, forgive me if this isn't actually biblically accurate, but the Spirit of God lives within us. And I think that we humans feel that spirit even a little bit, even if we're not Christ followers. Because in one part of the Bible, hell says that it's a place where God is absent, which which to me believes that we feel him at least a little bit, no matter what we believe here on earth. Because once we reach hell, that is gone, and we suddenly realize that we were feeling it while we were on earth. Now we've lost it and we can't get it back. To me, that would be a real hell. And, and hell even talks about, talks about hell being, you know, fire. Uh, Revelation 20.10. And the devil who had deceived them was thrown into the lake of fire and sulfur where the beast and the false prophet were. And they'll be tormented day and night forever and ever. But think about it. Our bodies aren't going to be tormented. This lake of fire is a burning of the soul. And unfortunately, Revelation 2015 says, and if anyone's name was not found written in the book of life, he was thrown into the lake of fire as well. Which means anyone that doesn't follow Jesus and God is going to hell. And that tells me that it's not Jesus' decision whether or not we go to hell. It's our decision. Do we follow God? Do we follow the right path? If not, then yeah, we're, we're going to hell. So why would God really subject anyone to hell? Well, think about this. Let's say you and I know each other, and I hate you. I mean, I can't stand you. We've known each other all of our lives, and I just hate your guts. You've gotten all the breaks all of our lives, and I've never gotten any of them. You've got a better wife. My wife is terrible. You've got a better job. You're maybe even my superior, and I should be yours. Basically, the total victim mentality. 
You've gotten everything that I should have, and I don't like you because of it. So I go around telling everybody I know what a terrible person you are. I'll lie and tell them how you sleep around on your wife and and how you got your job by stabbing other people in the back and doing despicable things. I might even occasionally tell people that you're dead, that you're not even alive anymore. And then one day, I show up at your house, and I have two suitcases. When you open the door, I say, hey, I need to live with you. You are going to laugh your head off and slam the door in my face. And I don't blame you for that. Here's the question. Why should God be any different? It's so often that we talk bad about God. We talk bad about Jesus. We say things like, why serve in heaven when we could rule in hell? We even deny God's existence. And then when we die, we knock on the gates of heaven and we say we want to live there. You have the chance, if you're not a Christian, to change that right now. Go to a local church. Talk to them. Talk to the pastor. If the pastor isn't uh, nice and accommodating with you, then please remember, that's on the pastor, not on you. Listen to my episode on the separation of God and church. Find a church that understands what you're going through. Churches that don't understand what you're going through aren't the right church for you. Don't, don't blame God for what goes on in a church. There's a lot of churches that aren't the right church, but there is the right church for you out there. And I hope that you will go and you will find it. Get online and start listening to, to churches. There's a lot of great churches out there. Uh, Joseph Prince is is one that's just is an amazing pastor. I love him. Uh, Keith Moore Ministries is, is good. But there's a lot of them out there that you can listen to. But I, I really want you to get to a local church if you're not a Christian right now. Because hell is not a party. Hell is a place of torment. It's a place where you realize that Everything you may have thought about heaven and hell is completely wrong because heaven is where the party is. And hell is a, is an eternity without God. No matter what else might be going on in there, it's an eternity without God. And I wouldn't want that for anyone. I wouldn't want that for my worst enemy. You know, to think if, if there's a person that I know that was an enemy of mine when I was a child, what would I do today? If he did come to my door, I'd like to hope that I would rise above my, my pettiness. I don't know if I would or not. <laughs> Actually, no, I would, I would definitely talk to him because it's been a long time, but it's not fresh anymore. But I know that God, at any moment, you just apologize. You say, God, I'm so sorry. I want to start following your path. He'll accept you. He is, he will accept you. He will erase your sins and your past will be completely forgotten. And that is biblical. Your past will be completely forgotten by him. Your sins get washed by the blood of Jesus. I know that sounds weird for beginning Christians, but it is so true. Jesus' sacrifice brought us closer to God. And I just pray that you continue down that road. And feel free to contact me to go to easychristians.net and contact me if, any, if there's anything that I can do to help. Hey, this is Dr. Ty. 
You take care. Thank you for listening to this episode, and I'll talk to you next time.